Hashtag murder may contain explicit and disturbing material and may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to Hashtag Murder. I'm Scar. And I'm Alex. And we're millennials who love murder. And the Brits. Yeah. I got a I got a UK <gasps> special episode. Get out of here. Yep. Oh, how exciting. Mm-hmm. So hopefully our um I don't know how many people it is, but it's twenty percent of our listeners. That's a lot. I know. I don't know anybody over there. <laughs> no, not at all. But that's very exciting. Um, before we get going. I've been very anxious lately. Yes. <laughs> know what's wrong with me i feel like i'm going insane she you are are insane you're just going more insane i know oh shit i forgot to bring your shirt back here you already got it no 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 the one i borrowed because new oh. new pissed on me <laughs> the stranger thing the stranger thing shirt yes <laughs> oh man um but in a state of mania i decided to take my ass to the zoo yeah she did <laughs> And then I kind of had to go, I got to go to the zoo too, even though I was working. I got photos every 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, it was a pretty good zoo. I'd never been there before. Also, to emphasize the mania here, our zoo is an hour and a half away. <laughs> it's not like she went to the zoo 20 minutes away. No, I drove an hour and a half to Columbia. Uh, is that where it is? Yes. Columbia, yeah. Yeah, the Riverbank Zoo. Um, I will give them 10 out of 10 on otter placement. Oh. They were whenever, like, whenever you first walk in, otters were right there. That's how they are at the aquarium here. Like, as soon as you go up the... Have you been to the aquarium? Oh, yeah. As soon as you go up the little escalator thing, they're right there. The otters were not there the last time Dustin and I went. I was so disappointed. Oh, I need a refund. I know. I was like, the you should follow um, the Georgia Aquarium. Not sponsored, but if you want to sponsor us, go ahead. The Georgia Aquarium <laughs> has a TikTok, and you can follow like the otters on the TikTok, and they post photos all the time and videos. Shut up. And do you have Discovery Plus? <laughs> uh, uh, no. Okay. We on, used to. On Discovery, they have uh, they, they had like a series about the Georgia Aquarium, and there's a whole ass episode about the otters oh, and how cute they are oh mm-hmm. oh my god they're so cute there's only two of them in there and they have they, this huge enclosure and they just like chased each other and swam and licked each other they're the they are the dogs of the sea i know they're sea pups they're sea puppies <laughs> i love them so much um and there was a seal sea lion mm-hmm. uh, named maverick I, I like that i thought was fun <laughs> i saw their little show and my final note on the zoo is that I wore my porcupine shirt, mm-hmm. and they had porcupines. Yes. So I took a selfie with the porcupines. <laughs> with the porcupines. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a great day, and I'm glad you were kind of there with me. Yep, I was. <laughs> I was working my nine to five, but I was still there in spirit. <laughs> and I drove to the zoo. Um, but yeah, so I've been I've been very anxious. But yep. she made an anxious trip to the zoo. <laughs> I made an anxious kitten adoption. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like doing the podcast is like... Relaxing. It's like zen. It's like our happy place. And we can just kind of like talk and chat and not give a fuck. And oh, that it. should be a new mug. Not give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do have mugs on the way. We do. We might actually have them by the time this comes out, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I have no idea. 
Um, but yeah, I think the tumblers are all gone. Yes. They're... Thank you, everyone that bought tumblers. I know. We sold them in like less than a week. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. I did end up giving my tumbler to, well, I'm going to give my tumbler to my sister, Anna, because we have oh. a lot of tumblers, but she loves the pod. And I was like, I'm going to gift her this tumbler. Yeah. She deserves it. Oh, she does. She totally does. Also, shout out to whoever commented that my stepmom is amazing and she, you also say spoofy. That made her day. <laughs> And she is amazing. Yeah, somebody said, oh my god, I call it spoofy too. I was like, oh no, another one of you. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. Um, well, I've already forgotten. I, I know you You're... told me who we're covering. <laughs> I already forgot. I did. We're going to the UK. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, duh. Okay. Going to the UK. Yay. And we're going to talk about Stephen Fuckface Griffiths. Okay. That's a good middle name. Yep. He is the shit stain of the UK. <sighs> Can't wait to hear about it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure this one's super dark because that's the ones you like to tell me. <laughs> I do. Uh, I, I did notice that Scarlet like covers like the like ones that are always killed by their boyfriends or stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. And I cover all the ones that like have mutilated bodies and shit. Yeah. Uh, and that's why we're we go well together. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Uh, oh my god. Okay, I'm, I'm excited. Let's do it. All right. So, Stephen Sean Griffiths was born on Christmas Eve in 1969 in Dewsbury, West Riding of Yorkshire, England. Wow. I think Dewsbury. I said that right. I think I said that right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. His middle name is Sean? Yeah. That's Stephen weird. Sean. That's weird. It is weird. Yep. Huh. Okay. So, I feel like Sean should only be a first name. I know. It's also spelled S-H-A-U-N. Oh, just oh, yeah, maybe different. it's popular over there. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Can you let us know, UK? <laughs> yeah. uh, so his parents were Stephen Griffiths Sr. and Moira Griffiths, which I, re- I just really like the name Moira. <laughs> Moira, um, Moira Rose. Yes. <laughs> from Shit's Creek. Uh, my favorite. I feel like I'm going to in- interrupt you a lot. Oh, though. she is. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, I can take a sip of wine. <laughs> yeah, we have a full bottle of wine we're sharing we're sharing our dessert wine oh this really is a dessert wine yeah and it's from i've never had dessert wine it's from pigeon forge it's the double reactionary fruit wine from pigeon river winery and pigeon forge shout out to them um but no my favorite scene in um schitt's creek one of my favorites is where moira's pouring out all of john's beer Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's like she was like, he's like, but that's my beer. And she says, it's symbolic, John. <laughs> <laughs> Moira reminds me, I think it's a name in American Horror Story, because that's all I think about when I hear the name Moira. Oh. I feel like it's a name in that show, maybe. Like an older lady? I th- well, it's always an older lady. That's do you, true. Do you know any babies named Moira? <laughs> Baby Moira. Baby Moira. Baby girl so. Moira. <laughs> yeah, it's a good cat name. Anyway. Uh, he was the oldest sibling of three, and everything seemed happy-go-lucky until Stephen's parents got divorced when he was 13 years old. Maria, his mom... Oh. Sorry, not Maria. Why the fuck did I say Maria? <laughs> Moira, his mom, had primary custody of all three kids, which is a little strange, not because she's a lady, but she was a convicted criminal oh. and was known around town as being a con artist and a sex worker. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Not a big deal being a sex worker. Do what you got to do. Maybe don't be a con artist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's not really what you want to be known for, especially to your kids. Yeah. Because her kids also knew this. Oh. Uh, she would actually uh, entertain some of her clients right on her front garden in front of all the neighbors and kids to see. Uh, <laughs> that's so weird. Yeah, this, this is mom of the year. Oh, my. And we're in the 60s? Uh, well, it's 1969. 70s. Yeah, probably. we're... 
Well, we're in the early 80s because he's 13. Ah, okay. Yep. Math. Math. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I love it whenever you say that. <laughs> okay. And uh, Creepy Steve would actually be around his mom quite a lot. He was uh, the nasty mama's boy. Oh. Uh, so he, you know, would uh, watch his mother with her male companions often, <gasps> and she had no idea. Oh, so he was being a little, like, voyeur. Voyeurism uh, shit, yeah. Which is one of the okay. first, like, steps or whatever. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, uh, which is maybe the reason he has a grudge against sex workers and women in general in the future. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe. Okay. We'll come to find out. Oh, my. Uh, and our boy Steve learned from the best, his mom. And he also had some fun activities in the garden. Uh, what? In yeah. the front of their house? In the front of their house, Okay. Yep. It's... <laughs> When I was writing this, I was like, oh, it's like the secret garden, but nasty. Uh, uh, Kylie made me watch that movie because it's like her favorite movie. It was horrible. It's not a good movie. It's not a good book either. (laughs) We went to her parents' lake house and they had it on VHS and she was like, we're watching it. And it was bad. That's awful. It was so bad. (laughs) I think I read that book in like second grade. I don't know. It was not good. I did not have a good time. (laughs) Anyway, people were kind of starting to notice Steve's garden activities, specifically at nighttime. And he really wasn't seen that much during the day either. Why don't they go indoors? Why don't they go inside? Well, it's more fun to have sex in the yard, okay? Well, okay. Okay. Yep, that's what he thought. <laughs> uh, his favorite activities to do, besides sex, obviously, was shooting birds and then dissecting them in the garden at night. Fun. And, fun fact, guess who his hero was? Mm, UK. UK. Uh, the Queen. Jack the Ripper. Oh, no. <laughs> the Queen. No. I, w- I wish it was the Queen. Or Princess Diana. Yeah. If anybody know, doesn't know, I love Princess Diana. Oh, that's Katniss's middle name. And that is why it's Katniss's <laughs> middle name. Katniss Diana. <laughs> oh, that's fun. So he's looking up to... Uh, Jack the Ripper. One of the most infamous murderers in... Okay. In UK history, yeah. Yeah. In history, but specifically UK history. Even though his dad wasn't actually the primary caregiver and he didn't actually even have custody of the kids, he still wanted to provide for them and he saved up money to send Stephen to a nicer school. But Stephen didn't really give a shit. He didn't care to socialize with other classmates and he would just kind of sit in the back and not participate in class either. One of his former classmates stated that he kind of just acted like he was in his own little world. All right. Which is funny. Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer kind of acted that like that in class because he was drunk most of the time. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just as a he child? Just, yeah, he was like 12 years old and had like a handle, of... A handle of whatever. <laughs> oh, no. And he would bring it to school. Oh, man. On several occasions, he actually got into trouble for bringing weapons to school. And it wasn't just like, you know, average like teenage boy shit, like pocket knife or whatever. It yeah. was throwing stars and daggers. Oh, did you ever have a kid in your class that, like, was obsessed with weapons, like the throwing stars and stuff? Uh, no, not in school. Whenever I worked at Papa John's, we would take all the boxes that were, like, oh, damaged shit. and we would throw ninja stars at them. <laughs> I actually have a set of batarangs, like the bat mm-hmm. um, throwing boop, 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 boop things. We did that a lot. Oh, well, I had a kid in my class that loved that shit, and I think he's in jail now, so I feel oh. like this is just very telling. <laughs> yeah. He was super into fantasy worlds, like dragons, elves, you know, witches, warlocks, all that shit. Yeah. He just had no interest in being involved in, like, his own world on Earth, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like, my dad and I were, like, super into, like, those books and movies when I was growing up. Yeah. But I knew the difference between the two and would know when to turn it off. 
but Stephen would go did not like he would go through a lot of trauma and then that's how he would cope with it ah escaping is, to a fantasy yes which is apparently okay. very normal like they that's how they cope with what they're going through is that they just escape to the fantasy world okay but he couldn't differentiate the fantasy world from real world oh that's not good so he ended up dropping out of school at age 16 and his life kind of took a downward spiral after that he started off with minor crimes like shoplifting and then he did shit like pulling a knife out on a store manager who caught him shoplifting and sliced his face open whoa okay Uh, he was only 17 at this time and then he ended up spending three years in prison for this crime and the entire time he was there all he could talk about was his lifelong goal of being a famous serial killer whoa damn red flag he damn he stayed in prison that whole time yeah three three years years. Mm -hmm. shit uh so and he's surrounded by other criminals other criminals yeah (laughs) so like that can't be good and he's essentially he's basically still a child he's 17 yeah uh he was fascinated with the yorkshire ripper and jack the ripper and he wanted to be infamous just like those assholes uh not a good goal to have no maybe you should have better role models yeah like the queen (laughs) like the queen like the queen After he was released, he got uh, 100 hours of community service for having a gun on his possession. And then he also got more community service for pulling out a knife on a girl and holding it to her throat. <sighs> he needs help. Yeah. Uh, he does not need community service. He no. needs jail. Yeah. So, or like a mental facility. Little jackets. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. He also enrolled at Bradford University at this time, majoring in psychology, which I feel like is just ironic. That's ironic. That's very ironic. Yep. Sometime after he was released from prison was the first time he started collecting books about different UK serial killers like the Moores Murderers, Yorkshire Ripper, and the Acid Bath Murderer. Acid Bath? Whoa. You heard about that one? No. I'll do that one. It's a little gruesome. Interesting. Actually, I'd have to do all of these because you wouldn't know. (laughs) What was the one I BTK and I was like, I think I'm done. I think I'm done. Yeah, I'm surprised she covered that one. One of you guys requested us do the toy box killer, and she's the one that usually manages those messages. And she's like, Yeah, um, yeah, Alex's gonna have to do that one. (laughs) I ain't doing it. I'll let her know. Uh, yeah, so he wanted to study them and was like trying to perfect his technique. Oh, God. Just so great. Finally, at the ripe age of 22, Stephen was diagnosed as a schizoid psychopath. Whoa. Which is different than schizophrenia, as I learned in my research. Okay. They have similar symptoms, but they are different. Yeah. Stephen had a lack of emotional connection and empathy, didn't understand social cues, and he preferred to be alone and like not form connections with anyone. I like being alone. Okay, but you don't- I get that one. You don't slice girls' faces (laughs) open. (laughs) That's true. Never done that, I don't think. Uh, yep. So, Stephen eventually meets his girlfriend. Oh, got himself a little lady. Yep. Zena Pender. Zena. Really love cool. that. I think that's how you say that. It's, uh, Zan- Z- it's Zena, right? Wait, what's a British accent? <laughs> I don't know. Is it, oh my, uh, series in British. Zena? Maybe? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, they met after they both, both took out an ad in the Lonely Hearts column. Whoa, little giggling mm-hmm. granny action. Uh-huh. Okay. They had their first date at a pub for some food and drinks, and it went really well. Just so you guys know, I have interrupted many a dates of Scarlet's <laughs> while she's also at a pub. <laughs> I just look over and, hey. hey. <laughs> Don't mean to here. be there. <laughs> yeah, that has happened probably at least six times. Yeah, one time at she least. was, one of those six, she was having a real bad date, so I just interrupted. <laughs> 
And then I went over and sat with him. Yeah, Whitney was real dude. mad. I left the dude. He's the one who, okay, he had on the stupid hat. And he took the leftovers, right? He took the leftovers. Fuck that. And I paid. Or I paid for, we split it. I was so You're annoyed. Dutch. Yeah. And then I told him I had to go to the bathroom before we left. So I go to the bathroom, came out, and he was gone. <laughs> Yeah, maybe you're supposed to wait. It was so weird. It was so bad. So, uh, okay. Anyway, that date went really well. Not like your dates. Uh, a couple <laughs> odd things happened during the date, though. Like, Stephen had given her a professional headshot of himself and, like, told her he wanted her to keep it. What? Yes. <laughs> like, here's weird. my photo in case I'm famous it's like, here's, one day. Here's my LinkedIn photo framed. <laughs> there you go. That's really weird. Okay. Uh, she thought it, she also thought it was a little weird. Yeah. But she brushed it off because she was having a good time. Okay. She's like, maybe he's a little weird, but whatever. Yeah. Dustin's weird. I'm weird. Yeah. We're all weird. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Apparently, he was really into horror movies. Not shocking. Yeah. Uh, but he didn't have, like, normal reactions to them. Like, when someone was murdered, he would laugh hysterically oh. and think it was funny. Like, he was treating them like comedies. Oh. Well, I mean, eh. If it's, like campy horror if it's campy horror that's different but if it's like like evil dead have you seen that evil dead where she's so. like she's like oh. i've seen the grudge that one freaks me the fuck out <laughs> i hate it so much uh the ring oh my god oh the ring is so that bad movie scared the shit out of me i thought for sure i was gonna die in seven days oh after watching it well, he also wouldn't go to sleep unless he could plug his ears up because he was terrified that bugs were going to crawl into his ears while he was sleeping. And then there was one point, uh, his girlfriend, he was staying at her house. She didn't have any cotton for his ears and he just stayed up all night instead of going to sleep because he was that paranoid. That is a rational fear. <laughs> I would say that's an irrational fear. I don't know. Um, Do you plug your ears with I, cotton so that bugs don't get... Th I plug mine because I... Because Whitney <laughs> snores. Um, uh, I don't, but I have considered that. Yeah. Not what plugging my ears. Mouth? What about your mouth? Because they'll just crawl into your mouth. I know. Oh. <laughs> I've never done anything about it, but I am a little worried about okay. it. Okay. Okay. Anyway, uh, if Scarlet kills me, guys, this was a sign. So for the first two years of their relationship, yeah. which two I'm, years, I'm impressed by that. Uh, Stephen always stayed with Zena, and she, he, you know, she just assumed he did this because he lived with his parents. When he actually just had his own apartment the entire time, or flat. Sorry, it's called a flat. Oh, yep. a flat, a flat. <laughs> uh, when he, when she visited his apartment, every single piece of furniture was covered in plastic. Okay, like grandma plastic. <laughs> like the, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Got to stay clean. Uh, he had hundreds of books about serial killers. Okay. Hundreds. Okay. Uh, hundreds of horror movies lining the shelves. Samurai swords, crossbows, shit ton of different weapons. Oh. And it wasn't uh, like couch cover plastic. Uh, You've you seen Dexter? Uh, it was saran yeah. wrap plastic. It's like he had it delivered there and never unwrapped it. Kind of, but it was like he did it himself. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, his girlfriend was pretty freaked out about it and made an excuse to leave, and she never visited his apartment again. And this was two years into their relationship? Two years. Never seen his apartment. She just assumed well, he lived with his parents. Oh. Huh. I like to imagine he was protecting his furniture, because, like, Dexter, in just case he got blood all over it, easy cleanup. Oh. But who the fuck knows? He never said why he did that. But uh, she did break up with him the next day. Just because he had his furniture wrapped? Oh, my. Or was it other? <laughs> it was probably his weird <laughs> demeanor. Uh, the the weaponry uh, well uh, yeah that's true the the hundreds of books on serial killers and then the plastic all 
All right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that didn't last. Yeah. Uh, she actually wouldn't see him again for another decade. And Whoa. when she did see him, it wasn't in person. It's because he was on the news. He was on the news. He's on the news. Damn. Can you imagine? Like, you're just watching the news, and then, like, there's one your ex's face. <laughs> I can imagine one of my ex-girlfriends being on there. Be like, I always knew she was going to kill somebody. I'd be like, you know what? I knew she would kill her husband one day. Yeah. <laughs> this tracks that'd be wild he ends up dating one more person and her name was kathy and he was an absolute demon to her she actually worked at a prison as an officer so she's not exactly like a delicate flower either yeah. kathy found him attractive because he had like the whole goth emo kid vibe thing going for him uh, yeah. with like the long dark hair dark clothes oh i know, know the vibe all that vibe <laughs> we all know the vibe i was very much in love with that vibe. i had the vibe <laughs> oh that's true Wait, one moment. I got to see a picture of this guy. Steven. Uh, yeah, that's him. He's not that cute. No. There's only like a couple of photos of him. Hmm. Okay. Sorry. Keep going. Yep. Anyway, they only dated about for about a year, but two weeks into the relationship, Steven started getting on his bullshit and being controlling, violent, and just like downright terrifying to be around. Oh, that's not good. Uh, he wouldn't let her go anywhere without him, and he insisted that she needed to move in with him, even though she had two dogs and he wasn't allowed to have animals at his apartment. Yeah, and I'm sure he didn't want them there anyway, because he's a clean freak. Yeah. Huh. Steven was pissed about this, because in his mind, the dogs were more important and getting more attention than him. And he wasn't down for that. Two weeks into the relationship, yeah, I think my dog is more important than you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I told Whitney all the time that I love George more than her, and she knows. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, the other day, I was, like, talking, like, to, to Newt, and I was like, you're so sweet, and I love you, and blah, 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 blah. And Whit all Whitney heard was, I love you, and I was, she was like, I love you, too. And I was like, I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> I did did that the other day to... talking to the kitties yeah. uh, i called lily honey the other day and dustin was like yeah honey <laughs> <laughs> like i was talking to the, the dog, dog. <laughs> uh, at one point steven gave kathy some type of like antidepressant that he knew would clash with the one she was already taking and she took it because she trusted him and she didn't think anything of it she thought her boyfriend was trying to take care of her pretty shortly after taking it she started feeling really weird and like out of it and went to tell Stephen about it, and he started laughing hysterically and said, well, duh, you're dying. What? Yes. <laughs> what? Uh, do we do we find out what he gave her? Oh, it just gets even weirder. Hold on. Okay. Uh, he refused to call her an ambulance, and she had to drive herself to the ER. <gasps> what a dick. Mm -hmm. Damn. Kind of like Sharika Adams. She drove, yeah. her, she drove her bomb ass self to the ER. Anyway, uh, while she was at the hospital, Stephen took her dogs and gave them away to someone. Oh. Didn't, like, just have someone watch them for a nope. day? She just get, he gave them away. <sighs> After Kathy got released from the hospital the next day, because she does end up being fine, yeah. she gets home and discovered that her dogs were gone, and I'd be freaking the fuck out. Uh, yeah. Uh, Steven tried to tell her that someone had robbed the home and taken the dogs, even though literally nothing else was taken. They just the dogs. They stole the dogs. They sold the dogs, nothing else. <sighs> That's fucked up. I hope he, or she leaves his ass. She ends up getting her dogs back, at least. Kathy ends up moving in with him, and for the rest of her time dating, he would brutally beat her and assault her. He would regularly hit her, stab her in the legs, what? throw her against the wall, and he later tells investigators that he enjoyed being with Kathy because she didn't just lie down and take it. She would fight back against him, and it would uh, give him a thrill. That's fucking gross. I know, that's what I put in notes because I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, and stab her yep. with knives? Yep. Oh my god. Kathy. Yep. In 2001, <sighs> Kathy actually finds out she's pregnant 
And Steven's oh, complete demeanor took a 180. And he was actually really excited to be a dad. <laughs> yeah, no, and it doesn't really get that much better. Oh uh, but he hadn't completely changed because he was still a piece of shit asshole. And he would skip a lot of Kathy's doctor's appointments and checkups on the baby, including the one where she found out that she was having a topic pregnancy and she was going to lose her baby. What's that? Oh, is it where it's stuck in the in your fallopian tube? I can't remember. I just know that you lose the baby. Anyway, thankfully it was really early in the pregnancy and she wasn't affected super hard by it and she thought she would have been if she was farther along. Yeah. When she came home to tell Stephen about it, she said he acted kind of strange and he even made like a coffin for the pregnancy test that they had saved and he buried it in the backyard. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that till I just read it. <laughs> I could tell. I was like, oh shit, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, no. oh, that's creepy. That's it's just weird. Strange. That's really strange. Fucking strange. Uh, uh, creepy. Anyway, so uh. with Steven's continuing abuse and just fucking strange behavior yeah kathy decides enough it is enough and she wants out of the relationship but she's also a little scared about the way he'll react to her when she tells him that she's done so kathy hatches a plan to help her leave a little more safely oh this plan also sounds like like a harley made plan (laughs) are there like 20 steps to it kind of you're gonna enjoy it (laughs) Okay. So, Stephen and Kathy were headed out on a vacation, and Kathy had actually reached out to an ex-girlfriend of Stephen's, and she went to the couple's apartment and packed up all of Kathy's things while they were away on vacation and got them out of the home so Kathy could make a really quick departure when they got back from vacation. Good move. When they got back, Kathy made a little escape attempt, pick up her dogs that were staying with Stephen's dad, and hid from him for the next few years. Oh, Few years. Dang. Somehow, Stephen would continue to find out where she was and make attempts to either contact her, and he had also slashed all four tires of her car at one point. He's he's delusional. She had to take up multiple protection orders against him. Yeah. And basically, as soon as the order was expired, he would find her and start stalking her again because he's a psychopath and she would have to go get a new order. Oh, my God. Oh, people are scary. Yeah. Sometime in 2007, investigators were getting complaints of his weird behavior because apparently he was just casually reading books about dismemberment out in public. Oh. And he would also... Did you forget about this? I forgot about this, too. Uh, He would also take his huge pet lizards out for walks in his apartment building in the neighborhood, and he would also take them out to clubs and bars in his backpack. What? And I just thought about Mallory when I was reading this, and I did put in here, this is some shit Mallory would do. (laughs) Take her pet lizard everywhere? (laughs) Yeah. This bitch. She put her lizard, her... uh, Is it a bearded dragon? Bearded dragon, yes. Yeah. She put him in her boobs when they were moving, because he has to stay warm, and it was cold when they were moving, so she just... Tuck them in there. Oh, that's really funny. Um, my nieces have a bearded dragon, mm-hmm. and my sister-in-law's sister also has one. She also takes it everywhere she goes. Um, but my niece's <laughs> its name is Cinnamon Hipton. <laughs> <laughs> Cinnamon. Cinnamon is a stripper. Name. I know. It's like you named your bearded dragon after a stripper. Uh, yeah. Uh, did I tell you about the library one time? Someone came in with baby squirrels stuffed in their boobs. <laughs> and no. Whitney was like, oh my God. Like the lady was holding a baby squirrel. And Whitney's like, oh, you can't have the baby squirrel in the library. Yeah. And then the lady just pulled down her shirt and showed she everybody. She had like five more. Five, yeah. I was like, 
what? <laughs> That's really funny. I was like, also uh. some shit Mallory would do. Um, he also, uh, he ate a live baby mouse in public. The lizard or the dude? He did. Steven. 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 Oh, Steve. I don't think so, my dude. It's disgusting, right? <laughs> oh, uh, things are not looking good. And the reason Scarlett doesn't uh, research these ones. <laughs> I don't like them. Uh, I like them whenever you tell me about them. Yeah. But I don't like them. <laughs> the investigators reached out to the housing association for the building Steven lived in and asked them just to keep an extra eye on him because they were getting weird and unusual tips about him. Uh, Which is so that y'all's job? Yeah. Like, <laughs> they're recruiting the other people to yeah. do their, their job. job. Yeah. Okay. The company was like, oh, yeah, sure, we'll keep an eye on him. And they even, like, had installed some new CCTV in the hallways of the building he lived in. So they're like, we'll just use the new CCTV and keep an eye. Oh. Did he, they do that after they asked or they had just installed I, it? I think they had just installed it oh. for, like, safety or whatever, which is good that they did. Uh-oh. Foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, apparently the building is just like more on top of it than the actual cops were. Okay. Uh, in 2009 is when Stephen decided to go back to school at Bradford University and get his master's degree in murder. <laughs> well, kind of. Uh, he was he was studying the difference between homicides that happened in the 19th century versus today. Weird that he's like strangely applying himself. Yeah. And like, but he's doing it he so has that his own he apartment, can... He's going to college. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, when he wasn't in class, he was out and about in the red light district close to where his apartment was and yeah so uh, out in the red light district susan rushmore born on new year's eve 1965 had dropped out of school at age 16 and just one year later she was involved in a car accident that left her with a brain hemorrhage oh after that she ended up developing epilepsy yeah damn uh, she ends up getting married and having two kids, though, uh, but does get divorced about 10 years later. She ends up getting married again after this for a very brief period and then having another child, but that marriage ended as well. Okay. So now she's divorced twice, three kids. Yeah. To cope, a lot. And she has medical issues. And to cope with you know, these issues and the new heartbreak from the divorce, Susan unfortunately turned to drugs to help cope with the pain and also turned to sex work to make ends meet. She gotta do having, what you gotta do. She was having a hard time uh, holding a, you know, job. Yeah. So she actually ran into her oldest daughter while working the street one night and they end up working together to keep one another safe. Women okay. power. Yep. Damn. Eventually enough is enough and Susan cuts drugs and sex work cold turkey and wants to be better for her life and like turn things around. Yeah. She's like, I need to do things for my family, set a better example, yes. etc. Especially seeing your daughter, daughter out, there. out there. It's like, well shit. Like she learned this from, from me. me. Yeah. Yeah. So the night she was last seen was June twenty second, two thousand nine, and she had actually been six weeks clean at this point. Oh. She left home that morning to pick up her prescription for methadone, stops a few times to visit friends and run other errands she never arrived home that night and her mother reported her missing this is sad at some point on june 22nd she meets stephen griffiths and they went back to his apartment the only reason police know this and that he is responsible for the murder is because her blood was found inside the bathroom of his apartment (sighs) he still has never said where her body was and he told authorities that he attacked susan with a hammer in his bedroom but would not say anything else so this was the first 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 one yep oh my god 10 months later steven's second victim would be shelly armitage on april 26 2010 shelly was born on september 22nd 1978 she was extremely intelligent excelled in school and had aspirations to be a model one day but unfortunately she ran in with the wrong crowd that got her into party drugs and eventually harder stuff Shelly eventually turned to sex work to afford the drugs that she was addicted to. Ugh. I feel like it's the same, kind of the same old song and dance mm-hmm. with 
everyone we're going to get here. Yep. Shelly didn't come home that night on April 26th, so her boyfriend reported her missing because he immediately knew that something was wrong. She had recently gotten a new puppy, and her boyfriend knew that she was absolutely obsessed with this puppy, and she would not have left that puppy alone to fend for itself. No. Which is just really sweet. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Authorities were actually kind of on top of it for this one and saw the similarities between Susan and Shelly's cases and knew they were probably connected. Oh, all right. Mm -hmm. Good job, authorities. Good job, UK police. Yeah. If if that would have happened here. (laughs) LAPD would have been like, what? (laughs) (laughs) The same exact thing happened. They can't be linked. And then Pittsburgh PD would be like, wow, we'll just let the suspect hang himself in the back of the car. Yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. The cases we have covered. We need to do like an episode where we talk about everything or we ask each other questions from all of our episodes. Oh, that's a good one. (laughs) That'd be fun. You won't remember anything, though. I won't. No. I know you will. (laughs) I'll be fine. Yeah. Stephen led Shelly into his apartment under the ruse of paying for her services. When she got into the apartment, he shot her with his crossbow (gasps) and used his cell phone camera to record it. (gasps) Yeah, I didn't tell you that it escalated in a few seconds, but it escalated. Oh my god. He then took public transportation to dispose of the body and lost his cell phone along the way at some point. Wait, he took her body with him? Like on a train? Yes. In like it was a probably luggage? a bus, but yeah. Suitcase? Yep. What? Mm-hmm. Oh my. Someone picked up the phone and sold it to a pawn shop. While the owner of the shop was clearing out the phone for the resale, he came across the video. And this is a trigger warning. Tri- tr- big trigger warning. Skip, um, I don't know, 30 seconds? Okay. You don't want to hear? Oh my God. About this video. Wait, hold on. Just so I'm got you. Somebody took the phone. They're like, oh, I'm going to yeah, go pawn this. Yeah, he had the body and his phone. Phone fell out of his pocket. Someone picks up the phone and he's like, oh, I can get some cash for this. Turns into a pawn shop, gets some money. Pawn shop owner is like, I got to delete everything out of this phone so I can sell it. Yeah. And then he comes across the video of him murdering this woman? Yep. Wow. Trigger warning. Here we go. All right. So this video was a woman, Shelly, hogtied onto a bed with the words, my sex slave, spray painted on her naked back. What? The video then jumps to the bathroom where Stephen was dismembering the same woman's body. And you could hear him speaking in the background saying... I am the Ven Pariah. I am the bloodbath artist, and here is a model that is assisting me. What? Yes. And uh. what's worse is this video would not have been seen or given to officers in time to save his third and final victim. Oh my god. That is completely insane. Yeah. Completely. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even... I feel like that's not even a the best word for it, but I cannot think of what... I, I don't even know what to say about this. I don't either. Oh, my God. So now we're on to his third victim. Okay. Susan Blamiers becomes his third and final victim on May 21st, 2010. Suzanne was born on February 26th, 1974, and she was really close to her family, including her two siblings. Suzanne grew up wanting to be a nurse, but she got really involved with the drug and party scene as she got older. She quickly became addicted to the drug she was trying and ended up having a severe heroin addiction. Oh. When her marriage eventually ended, she moved in with a drug dealer in the area and got addicted to crack cocaine and forced into sex work to afford both of her addictions. The pimp abused Susan and would beat her if she came home with less than 200 bucks after a night of work. While working, Suzanne would use the name Amber, and she came upon Stephen Griffiths one night when she was working, and he used the same ruse as he did with the other two and gave her the promise of cash for sex if she came back to his apartment. Yeah. Instead of killing her right away like he did with the others, he kept her alive for two days. Oh, my. 
And this is another trigger warning, so I would skip 45 seconds. Okay. Suzanne somehow managed to escape and got into the hallway. Where Steve, which is where the video cameras are. Which is where the CCTV is. Okay. Stephen chased after her and shot her in the back with his crossbow. He immediately knows that he's done fucked up here because of that new fancy CTV the yeah. building owners had installed. Ugh. But he didn't give a shit. He did it in the hallway? In the hallway. How was there, like, no one heard this? Uh, I guess not. Oh, um, my God. And he shot her again with a crossbow in the head and drug her body back into his apartment. Oh, my God. She had almost escaped. Almost. She was really close. Ugh. 20 minutes later, he left the apartment holding his crossbow looked right at the camera and flipped at the middle finger. Oh, that's that first photo that was on there. Yep, that's oh. what that photo is. Woo, that's creepy. That's so scary. Ten minutes later, he was caught on camera again with a beer, and he cheered the camera. Oh, like stuck his like, yeah, you arm know the... out for it? Oh, my. The rain. He's just fucking loving this attention and soaking it all in. He's been waiting for this the entire life. Like, yeah. he wants to be a famous serial killer. And now it's on video. Now it's so on video. Like, and he's people... gotten... His wish. He's got proof, yeah. Uh, a man that worked for the housing association was going through all this footage a few days later on May 24th when he comes upon this footage. I, I would think I'd be fucked with. I was like, there's no fucking way this is real. This is some horror movie shit that someone installed. It's fake. They're acting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, that would not be... A... <laughs> that would anyway. not be my first inclination. Anyway, he calls the police, and it's pretty clear that the footage is Stephen Griffiths and that they're positive he committed the murder of Suzanne Blamers. Oh. Like, they're almost certain that he committed the other two murders as well. Yeah. So, 60 officers swarmed the building and made entry into his apartment. And when they broke down his door, he called from one of the bedrooms and said, I'm in here. What? And was arrested. Uh, so weird. Uh, yeah, and like, fucking right on for the police for being like, all right, we're swarming. Let's go get him. Let's go fucking get him. Yeah, that's, that's fast. Yeah. That's fast work. Yep. Uh, when they read him his rights, he told them, quote, I am Osama bin Laden. Shut the fuck up. Just what does that have me. to do with it? Just shut the fuck up. Even if you think you are, why would you say it then? I don't just, know. Just shut up. <laughs> uh, in later interviews, he said that he had actually killed six women and not three, and that oh. he had also ate parts of his victims. Oh which I don't know my. if I believe or not. I think he was just doing that Joe Matheny thing and being like, oh yeah, I ate my victims because he wanted to be more famous than he was. Yeah, trying to make it as grandiose as possible. Yes. Same thing with the six women and not three, because he was so dumb and got caught after three, I don't think he could have made it to six. Yeah. Like, I'm glad that you're stupid, but you, there's no way. No. Oh, my goodness. So, when officers were searching the surrounding areas, because they're still trying to find the bodies of the other two women. Oh, uh, yeah. It, yeah, so, and the other the other one that he just killed, Suzanne. They found a black backpack that had floated to the top of the river, and it contained the head of Suzanne Blamiers <gasps> with a crossbow still lodged into her skull. <gasps> Oh my goodness. Just Gracious. so you guys know, I told her we should cover this case because it would cheer her up, and I lied. <laughs> I straight up lied. Uh, at least, well, I mean, all murders are horrible, but. We have to give our UK listeners a we treat. Do. Yeah, we They sure deserve do. it. <laughs> oh man. I am in a better mood, though. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was really not a good mood. No, she's not. Earlier today. <laughs> Anyway, Stephen had uh, chopped her body into over 80 pieces, and investigators never found all of her missing parts. Oh, In man. that same river, they found other weapons that were disposed of, including a hacksaw and razors. 
when the lab tested these weapons for DNA, they found a part of Shelley Armitage's spine. Uh, Stephen actually told investigators most of the information about the crimes, and he answered the questions they had, except where they could find the body of Susan Rushworth. So I'm sure he loved answering all these questions. Yes. About, he, like, oh yeah, he's eating it up. He's like, oh yeah, and he, he purposely kept the bodies hidden because he just wanted more attention. He's <sighs> like, yeah, give me all the attention. Yeah. Oh, so, man. Uh, Stephen told them, quote, the murders, they were horrific. Butchered dismemberments, eating parts of all three of them, end quote, which I don't believe he ate them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to leave the rest out because he went like on a whole tangent and it made me want to vomit. So if you want to look that up, you can uh, at your discretion, but uh, it's disgusting. (sighs) But he was basically just talking about eating the women's bodies and how he got off on it. Oh, yeah. nasty. Yep. That's gross. Anyway. Uh, investigators don't think he actually murdered six people or ate the women's bodies. Uh, it was all drama and shock factor because he just wanted to be a famous serial killer and he was fixated on the fame and, you know, that's all. Stephen Griffiths actually dubbed himself the crossbow cannibal in court when they asked to speak his name for the court. Which is why... You can't I, go naming yourself. No, and I refuse to call you that. Yeah. No. You're Stephen... Sean. Sean. Stephen Sean. <laughs> yeah, Sean's shit stain. <laughs> I don't think so. So anyway, Uh, on December 21st, 2010, a quick turnaround here again. UK courts. Yeah. Go, go for it. Back in, uh, that was only in May. It's about Uh, five months. About five months. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. That is quick though. On December 21st, 2010, he pled guilty to all three murders and was sentenced to life in prison. The judge on the case, who also has a really cool name. Ooh, okay. Justice Oppenshaw. Ooh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Told the court that the three murders were so wicked and monstrous, they left him no doubt that this person should be kept in prison the rest of his life. Yeah, I think that's what he wanted. Also, Stephen is a dramatic-ass prisoner, and he is straight up not having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks to suck. <laughs> uh, so he has tried to commit suicide at uh. least six times. Oh he goes God. on hunger strikes all the time, and one of them even lasted four months. Wow. Kathy, his ex, actually said that the prison is probably the worst place he could be because he hates being around other people, and now he's forced to do that all day every day. Yeah, there's no alone time. No. Unless you're in solitary. Yep. That's the only way to get alone time. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So, there are actually two more victims investigators suspect he could have been responsible for. Oh. One is Rebecca Hall, and she was a 19-year-old sex worker killed in 2001. She was found dead in a parking lot, which was really close to Griffith's apartment. Oh. Same one he was living at for the other murders. Yeah. Um, and after he was convicted in 2010, investigators questioned him about this murder, but he refused to answer any questions. So... He probably didn't do it then, because he probably would have. Well, I think he wants to be known for, like, how dramatic his murders were, but if she was just found in a parking lot and there wasn't anything gruesome done to her, he wouldn't maybe want that attached to himself, because it was nine years before he committed the other ones. Yeah. So he's probably just trying to figure it out. Yeah. Hmm. His former girlfriend, Kathy, actually said that Griffiths took her to the location where the body was found, because it was next to the doctor's office he visited. Oh. So he's actually connected to that. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. The other one is Don Shields, and they're highly unlikely that he did this one, because um, there's also two other suspects in this crime who just seemed more likely to commit the murder. Yeah. Um, it just had like a lot of circumstantial evidence that linked to him to that. Huh. Fascinating. And we out. Well, well, thanks. I hated it. You're welcome. <laughs> 
Ah, but you told it really well. Yeah. And we went we went to UK. Yeah. We did it. We visited we the, overseas. We went we, we visited the human shit stain of the UK. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got any facts for me? I do. Also, if any of our listeners live in that area, you should let us know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? I, you know, I barely know the United States layout. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so I have fun facts um, about the crossbow. Oh, ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Shout out. Kendra is the one that suggested this one. She's like, you should do fun facts about the crossbow. And oh, I was like, oh, good call, yes. Kendra. Also, Sierra, Kendra refuses to be on the pod. I did ask her. She said no. <laughs> Sorry, Sierra. Sorry, Sierra. We did ask. Uh, so, orange of the origins of the crossbow. Orange. Oranges of the crossbow. <laughs> Sounds like a bad horror movie. <laughs> a B-rated one. Yeah. Uh, the earliest signs of the crossbow are from 400 BCE in China. Whoa. Mm-hmm. That's a long time ago. Yep. In 209 BCE, the Chinese army had 50,000 crossbowmen, and their weapons were bronze and could like fire up to a distance of 650 feet. Damn wild and you know they had to be uh, it takes a lot of strength to like and the, something that and it's made out of metal too so yeah. like you have to like lift that shit that's that's a man's man <laughs> yeah i'll say god damn i'm gonna get dustin a crossbow for christmas <laughs> you probably like that i do uh, love daryl from walking dead of course you do <laughs> uh anywhere from 30 to 50 percent of an entire nation's army back then were made up of crossbowmen wow and a crossbow maker is called an arbalist Oh, mm-hmm. that's a fun word. Yeah. An arbalist. An arbalist. Cool. Neat. Yep. I like it. Oh, yes. man. And that is Stephen Griffiths. Uh, Sean. Sean. Stupid. Your name's Sean. Stupid middle name. You're not the cannibal. You're Sean. <laughs> yeah. I am in a much better mood now. Yep. And but before you go. Oh, we have an Instagram. We do. At hashtag murder pod. Spell it all out. Yeah. And if you go on there, there's a recent photo of Dusty Buns, the famous <laughs> Dusty Buns. Mr. Buns. Somebody called me. said Mr. Buns. I was like, that's cute. That's fun. I'm going to call him Mr. Buns. Uh, he's got a good butt. That's true. He's got a good butt yeah. for a dude. Um, but yeah, and if you like this, give us five stars. And share it to all your friends. Yeah, I don't see why not. UK listeners, share this to all your friends. Yeah, let's see that percentage go up by yeah. a couple on there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I... I'm going to finish drinking this bottle of wine. Yep. <laughs> I took a couple sips. It's not my thing. But yeah. It was very tasty. sweet. It's very sweet. It's good, though. I'm not a wine drinker. Yeah. I know. I know you like your beer. Yeah. I'm, I'm a beer. I'm a beer lesbian. <laughs> uh, the best kind. Yeah. You got the beer lesbians and the Tito gays. Oh. Yeah. That's what all the gay men drink is Tito's, Tito's and seltzer. Yep. Yep. Well, that's what I drink. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. So maybe you're a gay man. <laughs> Uh, jokes on everybody out there anyway. scars a gay man <laughs> scars a gay man <laughs> oh my god well thanks for hanging out love, love you bye. bye don't crossbow kill somebody that's weird especially if you're on camera bye just weird bye <laughs> plastic wrap Thank you for listening to Hashtag Murder. Episodes are written and edited by Alex Lewis and Scarlett Hipton. Our intro and outro music is written and played by Derek Branton. Our cover art is by the lovely Lauren Walker. And our name was created by the most wonderful, supportive, and super hot boyfriend, Dustin Branton.
We hope you've enjoyed your time with us. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or ideas, you can reach us at hashtag murderpod at gmail.com. That's H-A-S-H-T-A-G murderpod at gmail.com. And don't forget to tell all of your friends about us. Thanks. Bye. Huh. Interesting. Not sure what that means in medical. Yeah. He uh, bled guilty. God damn it. He did not bleed guilty. (laughs) He pled guilty to all three murders. (laughs) Hi, Lily. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, right. Even though his dad wasn't the primary caregiver, he actually really wanted to provide for his kid. What? Oh, start that one over. <laughs> Worlds like dragons. Scrolled my notes. Not on fucking purpose. Accident. Oh, fuck me. Why does it do this all the time? Apple. Hello. Hello. Is that that song? What? You don't have to put on a man. Oh, uh, Roxanne? <laughs> Roxanne! Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, sorry. What was that? I don't know. Sound like a yell. Oh, you lily. Uh, I don't, I How can't. How would you say that with a British accent?